Hello, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry. Monday morning, made it through the weekend. New stuff, new stuff, new stuff. So um, I'm very excited about today because officially now Top Fan Rivalry has covered all 30 teams with our new guest. So good morning, Steve. How are you this morning? I'm good. Thank you for having me. You, you bet. You bet. So you are officially the last team that we haven't covered. You are a fan of which team? Uh, I am a fan of the your Colorado Rockies. Yeah. <laughs> the Ohio State University, the Colorado Rockies, right? I love it. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> wanted to add that in there. Yeah. <laughs> Of course you did. It's too early on Monday for me to think. I mean, come on. This is, um, all right. So talk to me about how that happened. Tell me about how you became a Rockets fan. Uh, yeah. So going back to really 2007, I think for a lot of Rockies fans can agree with me on this. Uh, my love for the Rockies began. Um, and it's kind of funny because I was born in the year 2000. So I was seven years old in the year 2000 when they went to the World Series. Uh, me and my family, we weren't really big sports fans, to be honest with you. We had heard that the Rockies were going to the World Series, and we we didn't even know what the World Series was. We just knew it was some big game, and so we watched it on the old antenna box TVs. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, they used to have back in the day, and uh, we watched the World Series. Yeah, you know, it was it was sad seeing our team lose, but really the fandom really started there when we uh, we saw that, and uh, and and going to the following year in 2008 and 2009. Uh, when the Rockies were going to the playoffs, uh, that's really when my Rockies fandom really started kicking in. And we we, we bought Rockies gear, Rockies cap, Rockies T-shirts, and uh, that's really how it started. Nice, nice. I That's kind of my favorite question. Um, and, and you'll hear me say this on the podcast because it just always leads back to family, right? And uh -huh. it goes to show what makes baseball fun. So right. baseball is something besides for playing it, which you and I both did growing up. Baseball is something where you can take two. Well, now it's like 45 minutes for a game because of the pitch clock. But you used to be able to take two or three hours and just not think about life and enjoy something. Um, and then in addition to that, um, it just brings family together. So I like that. Yep. Do you have a specific moment um, that you remember in Rockies history or becoming a fan of, of the Rockies? Uh Again, I think it was really 07, but uh, I think one thing that really helped was um, my first Rockies game in 2010. Um, I went with my grandpa. He came over uh, to our house. Uh, my brother was graduating from high school, so we had kind of like an outing at Coors Field. And believe it or not, it was against the Dodgers. And uh, I remember the Dodgers lineup was Manny Ramirez, Andre Ethier, Matt Kemp, all those big guys. And we were sitting in right field and um, – I, I think just going to Coors Field for the first time as as a as a Rockies fan because uh, you know I've been a Rockies fan for just only a few years and going there in person and seeing uh, you know Todd Helton who is now a Hall of Famer finally and seeing all the other Rockies greats there it was it was a dream come true and uh, my love for the Rockies really even going back to 07, but it really started in 2010 when I like went to the Rockies game and 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 really started like memorizing the Rockies players and their stances. And I'd practice, you know, with them in the backyard as a boy and, and just like dreaming if I was a Rockies player one day, but um, yeah, I, I guess it goes back to 07, 010, you know, 2010, um, you know, back when the Rockies, again, where they were going to the playoffs, they had success uh, with some, with the guys that they had like Chulo and Helton and Brad Hopp, Garrett Atkins and 
um, Baldo Jimenez. And so uh, it really goes back to there. It goes back. Yeah, it goes back a while. And I, I, yeah, yeah. The Rockies had some really, really good teams and they had some really kind of mediocre teams, right? But I remember when they came into existence in 93 and you had the big cat, you had Andres Galarraga, you had Dante Bruchette. um, And it was exciting. It was exciting to see something new. Um, And so now you've got, you know, Chris Bryant, who rumor has it was supposed to be a Rocky all along. Yeah. He was never supposed to be drafted by the Cubs or or play for the Cubs. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of a, a unique outlook, right? Yeah, I, I think according to reports, the Rockies, they wanted to draft Chris Bryant in the in the draft. Um, and however, uh, the Cubs were at, I believe, number two and they got Chris Bryant and the Rockies, I believe, were the, the following team. And uh, they picked up John Gray, uh, starting pitcher. And so uh, the Rockies, they really want Chris Bryant. But now we we got him. And unfortunately, the first two seasons have been haven't been so great. Um, the contract is is whatever. I mean, it, it's it, it's not looking very good right now. But I think there's still a chance that Chris Bryant can somewhat be at a good level, play somewhat of a, at a good level because he's still a very good player when he's healthy. Um, so we'll just have to wait and see for this year. I mean, I, I'm still positive on Chris. I know a lot of Rockies fans are somewhat negative on him uh, of taking away some uh, playing time from some of the younger players. But you're looking at a guy who's won a World Series. He's been an MVP. He's won Rookie of the Year. I, I think it's great experience for the Rockies roster, especially in the transition period they are right now. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, favorite player? Favorite player all time and favorite player currently? Okay, so all time is Matt Holiday. Uh, I, I loved Matt Holiday. Actually, uh, I, I, my favorite number is number five is because of him. Um, I remember watching him in, in 2008. And, and of course it broke my heart when he was traded to the Oakland athletics in 09. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a great trade. The Rockies got cargo in return from the A's, but, uh, Matt Holiday, I, I idolized him when I was younger. I, I tried to look at his batting stance and, uh, whenever I played wiffle ball in the backyard with my siblings, I tried to imitate his batting stance, his, the way he, you know, swung the bat and the way he played. And uh, so I would have to say uh, all time would be Matt Holiday, current player. Uh, good question. I, I, I'm going to go with Trevor Story. Uh, I, I, when Trevor Story came up in 2016, um, man, I was so excited. Hitting those two home runs in Arizona in his debut against Zach Ritke, at the time one of the best pitchers in baseball. That was huge for a lot of Rockies fans because there was question marks after Tulewiski was traded to the Blue Jays uh, the year before, um, there was a lot of – there was somewhat of a black hole at shortstop. Yeah, Trevor Story was somewhat, somewhat of a decent prospect at shortstop, but there were still some questions about his strikeout numbers, some of his injuries that he had coming up. Um, but we knew that he was going to be a decent shortstop. But when he hit those two home runs, we knew that he was going to be special. And uh, Trevor Story was just one of those guys I just – I liked. He was a great ball player excellent defensively had a good good arm uh when he was with the rockies and uh he he quickly became one of my favorites so uh i'll have to go with trevor story on this one and uh, again like holiday when 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 uh, story left to go to boston i was kind of sad because i kind of wanted him to come back but uh the rockies the, the rockies have done a pretty good job in terms of creating you know good middle infielders and now we have ezekiel tovar at shortstop so um but yeah i'll, I'll go with trevor story Okay. I like Trevor Story as well. That that one was a unique trade for me, or that one was a new unique signing, I should say. Yeah. Um, because I thought I thought Trevor would stay for a while, but 
you know, money talks and, yeah. you know, getting a chance to play in a historic place like Boston is something entirely different too. Right. So yeah, you can't pass that up. you got to, you got to take that opportunity. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, you're going to be on the ESPN game of the week, like 17 <laughs> times throughout the season. doesn't yeah. matter how bad you are. If the Yankees are in town, you're on the game of the week. Right. So, yeah. I mean, how many times do the Yankees Red Sox get the game of the week? It's like three or four every season. It's ridiculous. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. So we got, how you became a Rocky fan. We got, you know, your favorite players. Let's talk ballparks. Where have you been? Uh, as a Colorado guy, I've only been to one ballpark. That's Coors Field. Um, so, yeah, Coors Field is the only place I've ever been. But, you know, it would be nice to go to uh, some other ballparks around the country eventually. Okay. So let's flip that question on its side then. If you've only been to Coors, which, by the way, yeah. is on my bucket list to go to, and I'll let you know when I do. Um, mm-hmm. Let's flip that question. So June – Month of June, baseball season is in full swing. Money's not an object. You can go to five ballparks that you haven't been to. Where are you going to go? Number one would probably be Fenway. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I hate the Red Sox, but I love their stadium. Uh, the history, uh, I just like the smaller ballparks. Uh, like I said, the history, the Green Monster, um, the city of Boston. Uh, you know, it, it's a, it's a baseball town. Uh, really lo- would love to go there. I know a lot of players from multiple teams, like every single team that go to Boston, they've said how great the ballpark is and you get to sign your name in, in the green monster area, that little room that they have. Uh, so I, I think re, the, the, the green monster would definitely be a place that I would like to visit. And then of course, Fenway catch a game there. Um, number two would probably be Minute Maid Park. I really like the, the Crawford boxes and left. I think it's kind of unique uh, with that stadium. You don't see that very often and and i was just watching a youtube video the other day of how it was built and and how they had a structure around a, a train depot and in the history of that it's pretty remarkable uh, i highly recommend people to check that out but uh minimate park would be number two. Oh man wrigley is probably up there as well uh i like the green ivy um you know the ballpark just the history of it Oh man, uh, Miami. I I I, for, I don't know why. I just like the Miami uh, Marlins new ballpark. It's kind of indoors. I know it's it's it gets hot there in the summertime, but Miami would be one of those places I'd like to check out. Uh, I like uh, some of the Miami. I kind honestly, I know this is a controversial take. I guess maybe it's controversial. Controversial, maybe not. I kind of miss the Marlins sculptor or their like their little thing that they had in left center field. I thought that was interesting. Um, um. So yeah, probably Marlins Park, and then last one. Ooh, uh, probably Oracle Park in San Francisco. Uh, I like the, the the right field area where you have the bay. You see, you can see the canoes, uh, and just the environment. I've I've heard you know that stadium is just rocking whenever. I mean, almost every single game is sold out. Um, like a lot of places are sold out, but I just feel like Oracle Park. Whenever I've watched a Rockies game on TV, that place is always loud, and uh, that would be an experience I would like to enjoy. Um, just because I don't know, there's something about sell out crowds and the loud noises of baseball that kind of gets you going as a baseball fan. Yeah. 100%. You nailed a couple of the ones that I've been to that are, are phenomenal. Um, Minimane park is amazing. Uh, okay. It is built around uh, a train, an old train station. Uh-huh. Right. Um, and they kept that there. So that, that brick that you see with where the train is at, that's yeah. actually the old train depot. And yeah. so you walk in there and you look around and it, and it feels like an old Home Depot or a home, old home train depot. I'm sorry. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> Home Depot, where's that come from? So it feels like that. So it's nice. Uh, Fenway, when you walk into the ballpark and you're on the concourse, you're like walking like sardines. Yeah, I've seen pictures. Right? But when you go through that tunnel and you see the field for the first time, nothing like it. Mm-hmm. Nothing like it. Because you know who's played on that field. Yeah. Like, so, the, the, you know, you're the, the historic race, Babe Ruth. I mean, like you're talking some of the, the, the guys that are in the Hall of Fame right now. I mean, it's just a, like, again, like I said, I've heard a lot of players when they go to Fenway, just like for them, it's so surreal because you're standing almost like it's like going to, you know, uh, you know, kind of like a baseball church, I guess. It's like, yeah. it's so hollow. It's a, like a hollow ground. Like, it's so you want to uh, have reverence for that uh, and how much it's loved throughout baseball. And 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 I think it's, it's really special. So Fenway uh, is definitely on my list. But yeah, I, I just, it, it would, I would love to go there. Yeah. Yeah. No, agreed. Agreed. Um, okay. So final, final question since, since you nailed that, so we got we got how you became a Rocky fan. We got your favorite players, right? And and I love the two that you mentioned. I' little surprised about Trevor Story, although he was a Rocky, and that yeah. makes sense to me. I mean, you got a chance to see him at all the time. And then uh, the ballparks that you'd like to go to, those are fantastic. Those are ballparks that I usually hear. I usually hear in addition to those. I usually hear PNC in Pittsburgh because it's so picturesque. Um, I hear Dodger yeah. Stadium a lot um, because it's the third oldest ballpark, right? Fenway, Chicago, Wrigley, and then Dodger Stadium, which, by the way, the fourth oldest ballpark is Anaheim Stadium in uh, where the Angels play, which is weird um, to think <laughs> that that's the fourth oldest ballpark. Um, and then uh, now I'm going to ask you, give me a breakdown. So for those of, of those that are listening right now, whether they're driving in the cars, whatever, they're listening to you. Give us a breakdown of the 2024 season. Where do you think they're going to be strong? Where do you think they're going to be weak? Take about 90 seconds and just tell us. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be a, like last year for the Rockies. I think it's going to be a, a more of a learning season for a lot of the younger players. Um, you know, I think that was great to see last year. We got to see Nolan Jones, who might be, become a superstar for the Rockies, who they got in a trade, which – I remember there's a lot of Rockies fans who were like, oh, he's, you know, Sam Hilliard 2.0. For those who know who Sam Hilliard is, he struck out quite a bit. Uh, there was some power there, um, but Nolan Jones, uh, you know, he's come on really well. Uh, Ezekiel Tovar, who I just mentioned uh, earlier, um, he's a bright young shortstop. Uh, he might be an all-star eventually. Um, you know, Brenton Doyle, who won a gold glove this year. Um, it's going to be a, a growing season for the Rockies. It's not going to be a great season. However, you never know. Like, that's one of the great things about baseball is that you never know, you know, uh, look at the Arizona a couple years ago, they were a hundred loss team. They go to the wor- freaking world series, uh, you know, last year and uh, shocked a lot of people uh, with the roster that they have. Uh, you know, they had some veterans in there as well. I mean, they were able to carry that. So um, I, I think for a lot of people just listening in, I, I think uh, the Rockies, they deserve a little bit more attention than they. Again. A, you know that what happened a couple years ago with the, with the Arenado trade, but I think this Rockies team they might be able to you know maybe shock some people, maybe not make a run for the playoffs, but they might you know be able to win you know close to you know 60, 70 games ish, and you know they won't be a great team by any means, but I think they might be able to uh, improve on from what happened last year uh, with the 103 loss season. But I think the Rockies they're on the way up, and, and watch out for this team in the next couple of years because there's some really good prospects coming up through the farm system. Mm-hmm. 
And see, one of the things that I like about the Rockies, and this is why I'm not counting them out, I joke around. So I do a morning show every morning. And when it gets closer to the end of the season, I have what I call an e-card. It's just a little, you know, three-by-five card, and I'll hold it up with a big E on it when a team's been eliminated. I'm like, you know, and now, you know, in September, right? And at the end of the season, I held up the e-card, and people are like, what's that? And I said, Oakland and, and Colorado have been eliminated from the playoffs. I joke <laughs> around about that. Yeah. But in all reality, you guys are a younger ball club. You do have some veterans on there, but you're a younger ball club. That's the recipe now with that pitch clock and with only being able to throw over, you know, a couple of times and things like that to get to older school baseball, 80s style baseball, get them on, get them over, get them in. Right. And some of your big market teams like the Dodgers, like the Yankees, um, like the Red Sox, they're all about hitting a five run home run. They want the base is empty. They want to get a five run home run. They just want everything, about it, but they're not getting people on and getting them over. You and I both watched the National League Championship Series, Game 6, right? Arizona wins the game, four stolen bases to Phillies 1. They win Game 7, four stolen bases to Phillies 0. So, eight stolen bases to 1. I mean, they just got them on, got them over, and got them in. So, I like the Rockies' chances to, to be better. And nothing would make me happier than you guys to come in fourth place and have the Giants below you. Nothing. Padres or the Padres. <laughs> yeah, you know the, the poor Padres. It's kind of they've kind of had a rough go in the last. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you know their whole time, right? They've been to the World Series twice and got annihilated. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I like your take on this though, because it's you're you're being realistic in the sense that you realize that you don't winning the division is probably not going to happen this season, and it could. It could. You could shock the world, right? Mm. But on paper, when you look at the divisions, do you feel like you're winning it this this year? No. I, you know, with Otani, with the Dodgers, uh, you know, that, you know, like, you know, I was mentioning to you earlier before we started the, the, the show is that the Dodgers, their lineup is is arguably one of the best in baseball. It's going to be very hard to beat. Um, thankfully, with the new balance schedule, uh, the Rockies, they won't have to play a bunch of these uh, big teams in the National League West as much, but you know, regardless, you're still going to have to play them. But yeah. uh, you know, I, I think the Rockies. There's a chance they could finish in fourth place. That's if the Giants or the Padres really fall down to earth and they just have a terrible year. But um, I'm looking at the Rockies' fifth, fifth place finish, unfortunately. But I mean, at this point, if you're a Rockies fan, yeah, it, it sucks. But at the same time, though, um, you know, it kind of helps your draft positioning for the following yeah. year because you know the draft is really hu huge into building your farm system in the Rockies, their farm system, I believe is uh, severely underrated because I feel like it's not getting enough attention it deserves. If you look at some of the Rockies top 30 prospects, for instance, there's some really, really good names on that list. And I think uh, if the Rockies have another uh, solid draft, which they've had over the last couple of years, I think the Rockies, they're going to be on their way up. And hopefully I, I would like to see what the, you know, do the Rockies, do what our team and their organization and their farm system because now the Orioles with the announcement of their uh, of their team being sold I mean there's only hype around that city and that's what I want to see in Denver is is some type of hype even though you know there might be problems with the ownership and all that uh, I, I'm still very high on the Rockies future and I, I want to be positive about it as much as I can and uh, despite the negativity uh, around the Rockies right now and of course what happened a couple years ago I want to bring a positive light to the Rockies, even though, you know, they do deserve some criticism, but 
I, I love the Rockies too much for, for me to be negative about them. I'm just, I'm excited to see what this team is going to be in the next few years. And heck, even 2024, I want to see this team improve and see some of the younger players uh, ball out on the field. Yeah, I, I want to see the Rockies play anybody but the Dodgers. Because for some reason, you guys could, you guys <laughs> could be 50 and 57 and the Dodgers need a win and you guys will come to L.A. and win three out of four games or two out of three. For some reason, you guys always level up when you play L.A. So you guys can play anybody but L.A. I don't care. Like <laughs> it's, you know, and I've I've seen it happen where, um, you know, the stretch run a couple of years ago when the Dodgers lost out to the Giants in 2000, uh, 2021, I think it was, where we had 106 wins, they had 107. Um, in late September, we had you guys on the schedule. You guys took two out of three from us or something like that. I'm like, these guys aren't even – and <laughs> – so, anyways, I love it. I love it. I want to say, yeah. What's that? Yeah, I want to say, like a year ago, this past year, the Giants uh, they came to Coors Field, and the Giants were right in the playoff race, and yeah. we nearly swept them in the four game series. And so that really hurt the Giants' chances. So, even if the Rockies are not going to be the playoffs this year, and they might not be a good team, the Rockies in the second half, actually in 2023, were, were actually surprisingly a lot better than they were in the first half. Uh, yeah. I feel like if the Rockies would have played the same way in the first half. I think the Rockies would have definitely avoided a 100-loss season. But with the injuries that happened last year with Herman Marquez and Tony Sendatella in the rotation, plus, you know, you you missed a, a big time with Charlie Blackman. He was on the injured list as well. Um, the Rockies, we we need to stay healthy in 2024. If the Rockies want to improve, they got to stay healthy. And, and one nice thing I do like about the Rockies this year is that they've added to their pitching rotation uh, in a trade with Cal Quantrill, who – I think could be a, a very good pitcher for the Rockies if he stays healthy um, because he's had very good success in Cleveland. The Rockies got uh, Dakota Hudson from St. Louis. Yeah, there's his numbers might not be the, the prettiest, but he's had proven success in the past um, on the mound. So uh, the Rockies, their rotation isn't as bad as it was last year. You just got to stay healthy, man. I, I, I can't overstate that enough. Um, yeah. And I think with the lineup, if their lineup can improve uh, offensively, which we saw a little bit of improvement last year, I know some of the numbers didn't look great, but if the Rockies can improve a little bit offensively, both at home and on the road, especially at home, uh, the Rockies will be a better team in 2024. Couldn't agree with you more. Couldn't agree with you more. Um, I, you know, it's good for baseball when teams avoid the hundred loss seasons. Um, I just, you know, Colorado has a good, you know, ballpark, even though the balls fly out of there, it's got a nice ballpark. I've never been there, but it looks gorgeous. Um, so I, I like that. Um, we'll see, we'll see how certain things play off. It's all about injuries too. It's a long season. Um, you know, according to Anthony Rendon, it needs to be shortened, not the right guy to make that message, um, sound, you know, considering he hasn't played a full season with his team yet. Um, I don't think he even wants to play baseball. I don't either. I don't either. So um, but we'll definitely have to talk more. Um, stick around for a second. Do us a favor real quick. I know, but but can you, 15, 30 seconds, can you tell everybody um, where they can find you as well? Yeah, so uh, my name is Stephen Cross. You can follow me on Twitter at uh, Steve Cross 4 um, on Twitter. But uh, I, I run Rockies now on Instagram. We're a small uh, I guess small business. Uh, we cover the Rockies on Instagram, Twitter, Threads, uh, even Facebook. Uh, we're even on YouTube. We do a podcast. We cover the Rockies. We do news, game days. 
that sort of stuff. We just do the entire Colorado Rockies coverage. Uh, we're uh, over, I believe, 3,000 followers on Instagram, trying to hit 4,000 pretty soon. So uh, that's where they can catch all the Rocky stuff on on uh, on their social medias. I love it. Well, we're going to have you back on, my friend, um, especially right. when we're going to talk uh, National League West or talk about different series. But I appreciate the time. Make sure that for everybody listening, we will make sure that we tag him in Instagram so that you know where to follow him. Um, go check him out on Twitter uh, and follow him on Twitter or on YouTube as well. Um, so appreciate the time. Happy Monday to you, Steve. And we Happy appreciate Monday. talking with you and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. All right, thank you. Thank you for having me. You bet.